We have a new student starting today, so let's all put on a happy face for Flats the Flounder. Tell the class something about yourself, Flats. Well, I like to kick people's butts. Ahoy, mateys, and welcome to another episode of I'm Ready, a SpongePod Squarecast. My name is Captain Eric, and we are continuing our sail through the third season of SpongeBob SquarePants. Welcome aboard, and today's episode is The Bully. Uh, once again, one of my favorite season three episodes. This, I, I, I always seem to forget just how many jokes are compiled in this episode. Jokes that stick with you, and then years later, they're just in this compilation in your mind of like, these are the best moments ever. Then you watch an episode like this, and you go, wow, oh, Okay, these are all in this one episode. Incredible. It is the second half of the 43rd episode of SpongeBob SquarePants, and it first premiered on October 5th, 2001. Our writing team is Aaron Springer, C.H. Greenblatt, and Meriwether Williams. Uh, C.H. Greenblatt is also our storyboard artist. Our storyboard director is Aaron Springer. Our animation director is Frank Weiss, and our creative director is Derek Dryman. Uh, the bully, from its title, you can tell, is going to be about a bully. SpongeBob is has dealt with, you know, rough characters before. Certainly ones you could put in a bully category. Uh, but this is the first time that we've seen one at this level. Now, SpongeBob, sometimes, depending on where he is in school, they, they it, when he's out of of boating school he's kind of portrayed more as an adult but usually when inside of boating school it was a clever method because nickelodeon wanted uh spongebob to go to school and uh steven hillenberg and the creative team were the, you know they had spongebob already in the workforce there was no reason for him to go to school but they found a clever way to to make everything work spongebob is going to boating school just like adults would go to driving school no big deal um but in some cases, the boating school is cleverly turned into an environment where it's then kind of SpongeBob almost as a kid at school again with with Mrs. Puff taking more on a legitimate teacher role where it's then still disguised as her teaching driving. But then, you know, we get an episode like this where for the entire series thus far, we have assumed that this establishment, Mrs. Puff's Boating School, was, was just essentially one big room. But now we have sprawling lockers and hallways and levels of this massive school. And that's that's what I'm saying. Like now this this entire establishment is is really presented as a school for SpongeBob to go to, just like you would as a kid or middle school. Um, I would say even at the high school level, you still you still deal with bullies at the high school level. We all could uh, imagine somebody in that role. Um, for SpongeBob in this episode, it is Flats the Flounder, a character that we have seen in two episodes previously, but just as a, a bit character who, who didn't really speak. But he takes on the role of the bully in this episode and is certainly a prominent character. But he is not just voiced by anyone else at the studio. He is voiced by the one, the only, Thomas F. Wilson. Uh, Tom Wilson, who is, you know, and I, I know possibly a touchy subject, but he is well known as uh, the character of Biff Tannen from the Back to the Future series. Now, 
I, I he is memorable in that role because he played it so well. Biff Tannen is a a character that you just you love like you know he's a bad character and the decisions he makes are just terrible but he plays it so like the charisma of that character comes through and that's why also it's completely from tom himself it's his skills as that kind of character have been shown in multiple voice roles that he has portrayed so on screen he, that charisma is felt, and even through his voice, that charisma is felt. He's able to control the room when he's a part of something. Um, even here, Flats the Flounder throughout this entire episode steals the show on just how direct, honest, earnest he is in his uh, in his bullying. Uh, I'm not going to say it's... it's um, I, I'm not saying anything positive about bullying whatsoever, but... Uh, he, he is committed to the role of the bully uh, to the point that he, he is willing to go above and beyond to bully SpongeBob. Um, the beginning of this episode really reminds me of my favorite Mr. Bean episode. For those that don't know who Mr. Bean is, I, I'm sure most of you listening know who Mr. Bean is. And even if you, you don't or you haven't seen it in a while, I, I implore you to look up this episode of Mr. Bean. It is absolutely uh, incredible. It's I, it's actually the very first episode. I, I always forget that it is. I The Mr. Bean show is like 15 episodes long. It's very easy to get through and there's a lot of comedy there. Well worth watching. I give that the Captain Eric recommendation. Uh, it, the films that have followed the, the Bean film that was made uh, in, in, I think more for an American audience. And then the sequel, Mr. Bean's Holiday, those are both good on their own, but this one bit of Mr. Bean, which it's not the entire episode, it's like the first, you know, like 10, 15 minutes or so, comedy gold. It's some of my favorite comedy that I, I can think of. Uh, so look up that first episode. It's, it's when he attends uh, a math exam. And this beginning of the SpongeBob episode reminds me of bits in this part where Mr. Bean is pulling out just tons of pencils and he's being very weird with the stuff on his desk and kind of annoying the guy next to him. And just, it gives off the same energy. I wouldn't be surprised if one of those three writers had seen that episode and, and was pulling from that energy because SpongeBob does have a bit of Mr. Bean energy in him. There's definitely some of the writing staff have, have been Bean fans. I'm, I'm just calling it. Um, but yeah, I always love the beginning of this episode. SpongeBob, um, the fact that there was a threat of a second report on him is interesting. I don't know if Mrs. Puff has her good noodle star system in place yet. We didn't get we didn't get to the good noodle star episode, but um, it, yeah, the fact that there's already been reports of him, I don't know. I just get maybe he's just talking to the to the other students too much. He he seems to be annoying, but he's he's good natured. I. You know, I, I can understand the annoyance, but um, I I like that Mrs. Puff was very honest in the fact that she was having that existential crisis of being stuck, knowing that I'm going to be doing this for the rest of my life. At, well, as an adult, if you are in a mundane job, you, you probably have had that thought of like, 
wow, I'm, how long am I going to be doing this for? I'm going to be, it's, am I going to be doing this for the rest of my life? I don't know. Uh, it, it, we've all been there just in long car rides or whatnot. Unless, hey, unless you just have had a, an amazing job from the start. Hey, more power to you. Um, I, the, the put on a happy face bit is excellent as well. I, I wish, I wish that the fact that they had those at the ready were, was pretty good. Um, I've never been able to coordinate with a class to be able to do that. I've never tried to, but if somebody said, Hey, let's get this ready in case a new student shows up, uh, I would be game for the put on a happy face. Uh, yeah, we, we already mentioned Tom help Tom F. Wilson. This is where flats. The flounder comes in. There's a new student being introduced to the class and it's flats, the flounder. And we've seen, like I mentioned, we've seen flats in a few episodes. We don't get to really see, you know, hear him talk, but when he's given a moment to speak to the class, the first things out of his mouth was that he likes to kick butts. He likes to kick people's butts. And everybody clapped for that. And, and Mrs. Puff just like she was thought it was just like a cute thing. That's actually like extremely funny that no one really takes it seriously. Uh, he, of course, gets sat next to SpongeBob. And of course, SpongeBob introduces himself and... Um, and Flats's response was, was very cordial, you know, hi, SpongeBob, I'm, I'm going to kick your butt. He's very honest. He's an honest man. I, you you got to give it to him in that regard. <laughs> he's, uh, he's letting you know, there's no, there's no surprise moves from Flats to Flander. He, he is a surprising fellow and can do incredible things, but he, you, you know, it's coming. I mean, if somebody's going to kick your butt, at least if they're telling you they're going to do it. It's better than a sneak attack. I'll, I'll say that. Um, SpongeBob's initial response to somebody, you know, threatening him is actually kind of kind of adorable. He just he laughs it off, and that's what's great about SpongeBob is he he has that you know that like a Mr. Bean energy, that Pee Wee Herman, that pure innocence at first. Now he he does have a breaking point. Uh, you know, Pee Wee Herman can be really threatened and feel that threat, but uh. But yeah, I, I love that that SpongeBob just laughs it off at first, and that it takes Flats pulling out his chest hair in a design to let SpongeBob know that he's serious. Uh, for SpongeBob to get the message. Now let me tell you, Flats the Flounder probably doesn't have a problem getting into the salty spittoon, which is incredibly funny, because one of the other characters that. Tom Wilson has played on SpongeBob SquarePants has been Reg, the uh, bouncer at the Salty Spittoon. Um, he has also played the Tattletale Strangler, and he also played Marty, Patrick's dad, in the uh, episode "I'm with Stupid" or uh, "Dad" in air quotes. The, the Marty, the main guy you really see mostly in the episode, yeah, that's Tom Wilson as well. And like I said, each of those roles, he completely just steals the room completely. Herb Star. One line, iconic character. That's all I gotta say. That's it. Uh, and, and Reg too. Oh my goodness, we will get to him uh, inevitably. But uh, yeah, so so Flats makes it known that that he is serious in this regard, and SpongeBob then becomes completely anxious throughout the rest of this episode about somebody kicking his butt. Um, now. SpongeBob asks Mrs. Puff if he could be excused for the rest of his life. And I don't know if any other teachers out there have have received that 
that same question. Has even as a joke, has any kid completely earnestly asked that question to a teacher? Someone out there has had to have done it. Not that it not that it even was caught on video. Like just I guess you could lie and say you did it, but I imagine somewhere someone copied SpongeBob. I, I think that's a funny question to ask. That I also like it you you might miss this line if you uh, and on your first watch through in this episode, but the fact that Mrs. Puff says that she can't stop, like you can't miss this coffee fueled sermon. Um, it's, <laughs> it's boating school. Uh, I, I feel for Mrs. Puff. She definitely needs a break, probably needs to retire, but, uh, <laughs> the fact that she would consider it a sermon, there's even sermons in boating school. Um, now, this this is the part where we are opened up to Mrs. Puff's boating school. SpongeBob now asks to be excused. He gets excused, and we are now in a school setting. There are lockers. There are posters. There is a there is a poster for uh, join the Glee Club at some point in this episode. It is made to look like SpongeBob, you know, is is in a school setting, and he hides in the toilet, which. I I get that he he successfully hides in there, but uh, yeah, I I I just think it's it's just weird that he thought that was the best spot. But also, when when somebody is coming into the bathroom, SpongeBob says to himself, you know, he he starts panicking, knowing that they're coming to use the toilet, and uh, he says to himself that he has to act natural. And we get you know, cla just a wonderful joke, mixed media joke. Of the, you know, uh, another student opening up the toilet lid and inside is a legitimate yellow sponge floating in water. And it's Spongebob acting natural. Now, this guy just was like, looks at this. I once again, I imagine we've all been there walking into a public bathroom or, you know, even a place where a lot of people can go and somebody not flushing. It's a bit disgusting to walk into. But the fact that, like, A, I mean, it's just a sponge, but B, that he just didn't flush and then just left the bathroom. I guess he might have known there was another bathroom in the area he could go to, but that was just, that was a bit weird. Um, So, now, SpongeBob's fear was, of course, Flats coming into the bathroom when, now that the, the guy left, he was able to, to leave the toilet uh, at least slightly his head out enough to see that now flats is in the bathroom and coming to the stall to once again, threaten that a butt kicking is coming SpongeBob's way. Uh, SpongeBob's next move at this point. I don't know why. I mean, I, I, I guess part of flats game is just the threat, the ongoing threat before the beating, you know, um, it, it's kind of like that mentality that Pennywise has that he has, he has to scare like the, the people that he wants to eat, the kids he wants to eat, have to be scared for him to enjoy it. I think that's something along the lines, that mentality. And it's, it's I mean, Flats is, is certainly some, some sort of character here. But uh, SpongeBob's ne next idea is to call Patrick. Now, Patrick is, is strong. And, you know, in the lineup of SpongeBob, Sandy, and Patrick, Patrick is usually made to be the brawn of the trio when in fact sandy is both the brains and the brawn of the trio because sandy is the strongest character in bikini bottom i don't know why spongebob wouldn't call sandy first uh 
Patrick is is no offense, very unreliable. He is a good friend, but you're calling the guy uh, uh, comedically on the other line. Patrick could just be doing anything, and there's just you know, Sandy. Although she could be busy, it's not like she has a lot of friends going out and about. The, the chances of her being home and then being available very high. But hey. He calls Patrick, and it's funny that Patrick, at the same time, was trying to order a pizza from Pizza Castle, a an establishment I don't think we've seen used enough of, or in the video games enough. I like we need to have a Pizza Castle built in one of these games. Uh, Purple Lamp, if you're if anyone's listening there, throw a throw a nice Pizza Castle reference. Uh, I, I'd like to see it. But he's trying to order a, uh, a a double pizza with double olives, a lot of olives on it, which um, it's actually for his guest. Now, SpongeBob pleads to him in in a very sincere way that is actually it's 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 very it's just sounds like so helpless, like please, such a plea from a friend. And Patrick is too busy talking to uh, his guest, who happens to be his old community college buddy, Flats. Now, SpongeBob is calling Patrick to have him help in this situation because he knows he's strong. Once again, should have called Sandy, but but Patrick being community college buddies with Flats. Um, SpongeBob, like at certain some point in this part, mentions that he's going to he has the feeling of wanting to throw up. And uh, I don't know, that's such a disturbing yet funny thing to hear because it's not like it's it's not like a character like Stimpy. Saying he he feels like he's gonna throw up. I mean that happens all the time. I, it's that was run in Stimpy, but we don't see a lot of throw up bits on SpongeBob SquarePants. So just SpongeBob saying it, and it sounded like a kid too. I don't know. It sounded. I I, I we've all been a kid probably feeling that way, but uh uh it, yeah, it felt like a kid at dinner when they when they don't want to finish their food. Like I feel like I'm gonna throw up. That's what it felt like. Uh, but no, it was, he was sincere about it. Um. I, I think the the twist that you know Patrick it not the not just the fact that he knows flats but that he they went to community college with one another like that's what was hilarious um absolutely loved it uh now at this moment in time with no one else to turn to SpongeBob finds himself in front of Mrs. Puff and decides to let her know of the ongoing situation that SpongeBob is, is getting bullied and that uh, there's been a threat of him getting his butt kicked. Now, Mrs. Puff, to her credit, initially seems like an incredibly competent teacher. She hears SpongeBob's plea. She, she hears him out. She listens and, and puts her foot down immediately that this kind of behavior is not going to happen at her school. Cool. But then later on in the day, when uh, Mrs. Puff then comes up to SpongeBob, we find out that her tune has completely changed. She's you know, She was, whatever lie that Flats gave her was it suffice enough to her to say, like, there's nothing going on. But also the fact that she came over and immediately told SpongeBob that I talked to Flats, I used your name. It's just such an irresponsible thing for a teacher to do now granted i i don't know if like a driving i i wouldn't you know this is where it's like it's weird is it an adult driving school or is it a kid teacher thing but 
I don't know, pretty scummy of Mrs. Puff to to do that and use uh, SpongeBob's name while she's trying to tell him that wherever Flats comes from, it's just like a cool thing to say and do and that he actually wants to hang out the weekends and play sports. In the background, Flats is, is uh, making sand piles that look like SpongeBob and are just knocking them out. At this point, SpongeBob just runs away yelling that he's got diarrhea so i've got diarrhea runs into a car with a an adult flounder at the wheel and spongebob is right to assume he asks him are are you you know flats his father and uh the dad says why yes i am spongebob's final plea that the hail mary shot the parent of your bully he pleads to Flats' dad, hey, your son is trying to kick my butt. And we end up finding out that uh, Flats' dad is not uh, not so much a flounder, but uh, I, I guess I, you would call a betta fish. No? Okay. Um, yeah, Flats' father is apparently just not wearing the pants at the household, and Flats has superseded his father in the hierarchy, um, completely having control of his father. SpongeBob's last-ditch effort, the father of his bully, completely fails. And now he is on the run while Flats, although going to boating school, is able to drive a dump truck down the street towards SpongeBob. Um which is is absolutely incredibly hilarious just the i don't like i don't know if it just it doesn't matter or he lied to just go to the school he just hey he likes kicking people's butts so going to school is just an easy thing to do to find people to to kick you know kick their butts but um i i also think it's funny because i i think it's a bit of a homage to back to the future you know biff tannen one of his well-known incidents is uh a, a bunch of manure dumping on him from a truck. So I don't know. I just think flats behind uh, just this, this dumb truck. It is like, you know, it's justice. Finally, it's like Biff behind the wheel of that truck. Um, SpongeBob, we get one of my favorite comedic bits ever in this show's history when he's running through the streets and he is now screaming to everybody in town that the guy behind him is trying to kick his butt. And the citizens of Bikini Bottom turn to not notice Flats, but an elderly gentleman at the bus stop who just, you know, is is just super sweet and asks, you know, nice day today. And I love that the citizens of Bikini Bottom immediately go into butt-kicking mode themselves. And they pretty much go and uh, they kick this guy's butt. They kick this old man's butt. They gang up on him. Um, now, while while Flats is behind his dump truck, a banana peel finds its way onto the road. And I love it's just classic comedy that it's a banana peel that ends up taking this entire dump truck, turning it on its head, and flattening it down on the ground completely uh, just... Hey, Flats is now in the hospital, wrapped up from head to toe in, in bandages. It was a massive accident. Uh, now, it, it, like, SpongeBob was saved, but he was also the first one there with flowers in hands to make sure Flats was okay. And not only that, but went above and beyond to help 
flats out in his time in need. Um, performing CPR in which would have only helped like after a couple minutes for five hours straight just to be safe. So like after a couple minutes, the CPR was good to go. They're like, all right, hey, you're fine. But SpongeBob kept performing CPR for five hours straight. I don't know. Uh, I don't know like what that would do medically to somebody. Like if you just kept doing it for that long or if after that amount of time, something still, I don't know. That's just, that's a crazy amount of time to do CPR. Flats finds all this information out and is really touched. And it's a genuine moment. And it's just what just hey, the range, the range of Tom there um, performs this character to a T, but then immediately just reminds SpongeBob that like, Hey, I'll, I'll have to remember this when I'm kicking your butt. And he's still committed to the butt kicking. This guy does not break whatsoever. SpongeBob now runs home, but it's not too long before Flats is at his door, ready to commence the butt kicking. Before before he gets there, though, we do get a second bit of SpongeBob running by the uh, the citizens again and and saying that he still wants to kick his butt and they turn over this time the old man has a massive smile on his face as he proclaims to love the young people and uh i think that his smile on of the pers the oncoming beating is a nice foreshadow to the to the end result of this episode being that ultimately the butt kicking is going to happen on spongebob but also and SpongeBob might enjoy it a little bit, because as it turns out, as Flats is 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 going to truly wail his fists of fury on SpongeBob, even though we have seen him in pain before, SpongeBob has been prone to pain in previous episodes. But the the end result of all of this bullying is just so adorable, um, because they allowed him to lean into his sponginess and absorb all of the punches from this bully. Now, Gary is either knowing of this outcome or just a terrible pet because when SpongeBob even pleads to Gary for help, Gary just pulls out a camera to take pictures. I, I'm willing to give Gary the benefit of the doubt because it, I, I think just in some case, obviously in some cases he can get extremely injured. And I think in writing sense, it comes down to Sponge, you know, if SpongeBob is making a decision to do something that is dangerous, that's where the chance of injury comes in. But then if it, if it's injury coming on to him that he is not accepting, then he can dodge it. Now, there's, you know, obvious other circumstances, but this is clearly one of them where, you know, after this entire episode of, of nonstop bullying and, and traumatic experiences at the hands of this character... SpongeBob is able to absorb all of Flats' punches. Now, once SpongeBob knows that he's in the clear and doesn't have to worry about the beating and he can just go upon, you know, about his days, his the fact that his excitement is for his, his being able to go to work tomorrow is just so on character and, and just, I absolutely love it. This is another moment of Flats' sheer commitment to the, to the bit of bullying where uh, uh, truly... Truly, he is he is not willing to stop seemingly for days at punching SpongeBob. 
just everywhere SpongeBob's going, Flats is we get this nice montage of him punching him to the point that Flats then just runs out of all energy and and collapses on the floor back at Mrs. Puff's boating school where he was just punching SpongeBob mercilessly while he was sitting in his desk. Mrs. Puff, though, this was happening before class started because she walks in after Flats has already passed out and has SpongeBob has his fist raised in the air as he was giving an empowering speech to the to the classroom. Mrs. Puff not only immediately assumes SpongeBob was has beaten Flats to the floor, she initi- she then initiates violence herself and threatens to kick SpongeBob's butt, which is how we end the episode. Um it it's we don't get, like I said, we, we get a lot of antagonists and bullyish characters with SpongeBob, but we've never had a, a bully of this level, a classic like school bully with SpongeBob that uh, has, even though he's had one main episode to himself, it's such a memorable and special episode. Uh, it goes in places that were a lot of firsts for SpongeBob, you know, being in this more you know general school setting having like a school type bully uh feeling threatened to this level of the point of throwing up and diarrhea um the jokes in this episode are just non-stop it's like a barrage of uh of jokes like no matter where you're looking there's just comedic gold everywhere and uh this just uh, this ranks among the best of of the of the entire series a lot of that does have to to come to credit of Tom Wilson. His portrayal of Flats here is absolutely wonderful. He plays the character perfectly, and I, I, I can't say anything more other than just perfect, iconic. Flats is just, it's one of those characters that you can have one episode appearance, and you will be remembered for decades to come. So uh, thank you, you know, Tom. Thank you for all the work. I mean, to his credit, he has appeared in a lot of other Nickelodeon projects. Um, he is really one of those great um, celebrity actors that you can have along and has just been a part of this family for so long. He, I mean, he's done work, so many other cartoons, even beyond the ones on Nickelodeon, but he was Marty on Ah Real Monsters. Uh, he was uh, Otis Otto and the bowling patron on The Angry Beavers. He was also, you know, as as mentioned, Flats, Tattletail Strangler, uh, Reg at the Salty Spittoon, and Marty, uh, among a few other additional voices, and and even um, appearing as himself in SpongeBob's uh, Birthday Bash. He was the uh, the guy at the park, I believe, with the dog. Um, but other than that, he was also Coach Phelps in Zoe One Hundred and One, uh, a live action role voiced Krebs on an episode of Back at the Barnyard was Ben Franklin in the episode in an episode of True Jackson VP um what else was he in he was also the titular banana in Pig Goat Banana Cricket among also voicing the bodybuilder but yes he appeared as himself the dog walker uh in SpongeBob's Big Birthday Blowout and, and glad I was glad to see him on screen because he he deserves to be there among everyone else celebrating the birthday because he's just done so much. Uh but yeah, check out if you've never watched Back to the Future, watch those movies. Those are fantastic. Watch that first episode of Mr. Bean. It's definitely free on YouTube. You can check that just that one section out where Mr. Bean goes to take the test. Um like 
absolutely hilarious. And then watch the beginning of the bully. You'll see the the similarities right there. Um, but yeah, watch Back to the Future. Watch the bully. Watch Mr. Bean. And uh, and I appreciate you guys for being a part of my week uh, and making me a part of yours. Uh, I truly appreciate all of the love and support that you guys give. Uh, if there's ever any way that you can support me and the work that I do, liking, subscribing, sharing, uh, getting more on the Ready Crew is what's going to help build this ship together. And uh, it's just it's just all about being awesome with all of y'all. So I really appreciate it. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Uh, please be safe out there. Uh, thank you for being a part of this Squarecast, and we'll see you next week. Death Row, next in line speaking. Hi, I'd like to place an order for delivery. Patrick? Is that you? Yeah, hey Mario. 